Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast number 18. Starfish Aquatics White and Red. Does active floating play actually work? My name is Jeff. I'll be your host for today. Let's get started. Today we are continuing our journey through the Starfish Aquatics swim lesson program. And this all is born out of a recent training experience that I went through as a swim instructor trainer. Uh, this course allowed you to certify your staff for swimming lessons. And I was certified in this as part of my job role to transition to Starfish Aquatics. So we're going to take a look at white and red groups and we're going to talk about the effectiveness of those groups and specifically their focus on self-guided floating play. Now the general idea here is that you put a life jacket on your swimmers and you let them swim or play around in the water on their own, uh, presumably with some sort of guided focus, and then they get an idea or a learning by movement and propelling themselves how to move themselves to the water. And on its face, I think this is an excellent idea and probably the best thing to come out of the Starfish Aquatics program. Now, this is probably my favorite thing about the program, but, and this kind of echoed throughout the whole course here, there was no instruction, comment, or like even understanding of the potential benefits of this part of the program. It was largely glossed over, largely ignored, and there was no focus on it at all and no real explanation on why it was beneficial. So we're going to take a look at that today in these white and red groups and how we can interact this floating interactive play and whether or not it's effective. So what is white and red? Now white and red are the two introductory groups and levels for the Starfish Aquatic Program. Part of the benefits of it as it stands now is that you don't have to use these colors as your specific levels or groups. So everybody calls their, their groups, their levels, their benchmarks something else. Starfish chooses to call them benchmarks. Uh, I, in our program we call them testable skills and we use those testable skills to guide our levels and break down the large volume of swimmers that we have into manageable groups based on their ability. With starfish and red, the focus is on the body position and air recovery, and to level out or to pass to the next level, you need to have the safety skill and the swim skill. So the safety skill is doing an assisted submersion for five seconds and then coming up to take a breath. Uh, which is really all you need, which is very similar to our level one, which is to go underwater. The difference here for our program with Swimming Lessons Ideas is that the participant needs to go underwater on their own, and they need to be comfortable going underwater on their own. Uh, and that's an important distinction here because we can submerge a child with them, but we don't feel that that allows them to swim on their own voluntarily in a way that we can progress and move on. So really that's that first hurdle is going underwater. Uh, for white and starfish it is uh, being pulled underwater with submersion or without. Red group is where you start getting into the actual swimming and it's a much broader group uh, and this is where we kind of differ as well. So and their swimming skill benchmark is to jump in, go underwater, 
Recover for air, roll onto your back, and kick for five seconds. One of the methods that Starfish Aquatics recommends is that you use this thing called self-guided play uh, with the life jackets on. And what this is is that you are putting on life jackets to all of your participants and then you're giving them an activity or a game to play while wearing those life jackets. You are encouraging them to doggy paddle or swim around. Uh, basically, you're encouraging them to move in the water by giving them life jackets and letting them figure it out on their own. And I, I'm mixed on this. I, I think it is a very useful thing if it's done well. My problem comes from the fact that we weren't taught how to make it do this well. We weren't even, dis you know, there was no discussion about the possible merits or, or pitfalls of this for your swim instructor program or swimming program. So if you have a highly uh, a highly trained, experienced staff, then doing this type of self-play environment or this type of self-guided motion environment in life jackets might be a safe and helpful and useful tool. But if you have a bunch of new swim instructors that are high school age kids, high school age people, then they may not be as decisive or as commanding or aware of how to rein in some of the more wild or useless motions that some kids might engage in. So what I would like to have heard is a discussion about how to use this in your program and how to effectively use it with high school age swim instructors and how you can get them to teach this skill. And it's not so much a skill as it is an opportunity for your swimmers to do something fun, but also learn instinctively on how to use the water for their benefit and how their motions in the water have direct other motions. So um, kind of like if you think of in, in space, how every action has an equal and opposite reaction. In swimming, if you push the water with your hand, your, your body is going to move. And that's really the fundamental basis for swimming is that we're anchoring our hands against the water and we're using that pushing motion to leverage our body forward. So the idea here is that using life jackets and playing in the water to make motion, to move through the water, is going to teach our swimmers how to do that too. So we're trying to use our swim lessons to teach that instinctual learned playfulness that oh if I move my hands in this motion then my body is going to go in this other direction. Now let me give you a tangent here. I recently was talking to a swimming uh, a swimming a, a swimmer who is starting a triathlon and they want to learn how to swim and they've never learned how to swim before. And they took swim lessons at the Foss Swim School which are known for their 91 degree swimming pools, which is, you know, that's a great thing for them. That's great. Uh, and we were talking about the private lessons that they had, and the swim instructors at FOSS gave them a lot of drill work. So swim this distance, do this, swim freestyle, do catch-up drill, I would call it position 11, do kicking, uh, you know, move your arms in this precise manner, make sure that you turn your head to the side to breathe, and they were giving this lady all of these specific drills to do with specific distances. And typically that I would recommend something very similar. 
But as soon as I watched this person swim, I immediately understood that that's not what they needed. It wasn't effective for that person. They weren't going anywhere. So when this lady would try to do these streamlined, do five strokes and then kick and see how far you get, she wasn't going anywhere. And she was very rigid and stiff in the water. And you can see this immediately when they're swimming. It looks very unnatural and there's very little forward progress with each arm stroke. And this lady runs, you know, she runs marathons, she's run half marathons. It's not that she is, is weak or out of shape, it's that she didn't have any feel for the water. And you'll hear coaches say this all the time. Oh, that kid doesn't have any feel for the water, or oh, that kid just has a great feel for the water. What they really mean is that that person understands how anchoring the body and using the water by pushing it has a direct result. So they, they get the idea of pushing against the water to make yourself move. They have this instinctual flow through the water. They have this like um, feeling of, of fluidity while they're in the water so they can use their hands to manipulate their body to move. So I, I stopped this lady as she was swimming. I was lifeguarding. And I, I asked her, I said, you know, have you ever swam? Like, when did you start swimming? She's like, oh, two weeks ago. I'm like, okay, well, what about as a child? Did you swim very much? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, so you probably have decades of not swimming under your belt. She's like, yeah, I just realized, you know, it's something I needed to do. I, I've always wanted to do it, but I've never had swim lessons before. And now that I take swim lessons, I'm, I'm a little more confident. So going back to, you know, Swimming Ideas Podcast number 14, Teaching Adults to Swim, we focused on that very same thing, you know, learning how to stand up, how to recover from a floating position. I gave her some activities to focus on feeling the fluidity of her, of her body in the water. Uh, I gave her some drills where she would focus on floating and then lifting her head up and sinking and seeing how that felt. So she had to learn what people younger or people that play in the water learn instinctively, where they, they just pick it up as a part of the process, this person had to learn. And after a few days, I think I saw her two other times that week, she looked so much better in the water because she started to play in the water. And she started to, I gave her one of these skills or these activities where you pull your knees into your chest in a vertical, like you're standing and you pull your knees up to your chest and you use your hands to spin yourself around in a circle at the surface. Now, this is effectively treading water, but you're spinning yourself around in a circle, so it can be fun. And for her, the whole point was to design so she could feel how her hand motions made her body twist. Now, it wasn't her twisting around, it wasn't her using her legs, it was her using her hands to turn her body around, and that's important. Because then she can know that, okay, if I, move my, if I can move my body in a rotating with my hands, then I can pull my body forward by using my hands, which is what she was lacking. And after, I think it's, it was a week later, her stroke technique looked so much better because she was actually using the water to her advantage. Now, the whole point of the story uh, is that this is the idea of self-guided active floating play. So putting on life jackets and splashing around isn't just a waste of time. 
and it looks like a waste of time in my opinion because there's no interaction with the instructor and the the participants it's a very like short it just doesn't look good it looks like like they're doing nothing and it's important to talk to the parents about it and say you know here's we're going to put on life jackets. We're going to spend 10 minutes doing games and activities in life jackets without any specific instruction. And here's why. Because they're going to learn how to move through the water on their own. That's all you need to say. And from there, we can jump right to swimming freestyle or backstroke because they already know if you keep your body straight and you push the water, you are going to go forward or in the direction that you want to go. What can we do then to make our games and our active floating play actually effective? And I think and we haven't done this yet because we haven't integrated into our program, but here are my suggestions, here are my thoughts. And I'd like you to weigh in on this. If you have an opinion on how you can make self like floating play actually effective or how you can make the instructors involved in the games or the activities, I would love to hear your opinions on this. And I have, unfortunately, have a lot of opportunities for you to do that. So you can send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com, or you can connect with me on Twitter, at swimmingideas. That's jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com, or on Twitter, at swimmingideas. You can also use the hashtag SLIGames, and then just kind of throw in there some information about what kind of game you can play regarding uh, active floating play. Here's my suggestions. We'll move forward. My suggestion for this is you come up with a series of games or activities with specific goals and specific tasks associated with them. And I can put this on the website as well and I may do that after we trial it and work on it a little bit, but here's just my brainstormed ideas. Number one, you put a basket of toys at some other location in your zero depth or shallow end of the pool. So you have the start location where your class is typically held, and then you have a basket of toys somewhere else. And we put it on its side. We've played this game before, but not with life jackets, but you can easily adapt this. You put the, the bucket or the basket on its side so it's easily accessible from the pool. And participants need to do an activity to the toy pick the toy up and return back to the start location with the toy. And you can do groups, you can do individuals, and you can make it a race. And you can say, the, the team, the team or the person that has the most toys at the end of the time, or when all the toys are collected, is the winner. And the winner gets to do three jumps, everyone else gets to do one jump. And we'll say you have to do on your belly to the toy, on your back returning to the start location. So everyone can be using life jackets and you can give them a boost, you can be there you next to them and say ready go. And then everybody does something on their stomach to get to the toy, they pick up a toy and they do something on their back to get back. Uh, as long as they're floating on the surface of the water and they're not walking, then this is a productive skill. They are going quickly and they're going to figure out, okay, this works well for me. What's that person doing? Maybe I can do that too. Uh, and they're going to learn that 
pushing against the water with their hands and feet is going to make them go forward. And we're attaching a goal to incentivize them or give them an incentive to move through the water quickly and on their own. So they're going to figure out on their own how to do this. And if it's inefficient, you can act, the instructor can then actually go over and manipulate their arms. Oh, no, do it this way. It's a little bit better. Or kick your feet this way. This might work faster. Uh, and then the instructor can be engaged in that way. They can also give random boosts of speed, and they can give someone a push or give someone an extra motion um, or a pull to pull them to the water and kind of give them an edge if they're struggling. Uh, so this is just one game that you can do. You can do a treasure hunt, so you can throw a bunch of rings out or floaty toys and have a pirate ship on a kickboard be your pirate ship and say, okay, go get the treasure and then have them bring it back. Um, a lot of this involves going somewhere and coming back, so fetch quests or fetch uh, like tasks, um, FedEx ta tasks is, is what you can call them. So going to get something and then bringing it back, uh, and anything that involves motion, you can do. Um, okay, like a, have a contest where you push somebody. And then they get three strokes to see how far they can get. And the person that gets the farthest with the push and the three strokes is the winner. Um, there are a bunch of different things that you can do. Uh, my focus here is we want to give them a challenge. We want to give them something to interact with. And we want to give them specific places to go. Uh, so the more that we can give them to kind of target down specifically what they should be working on and how they should be doing it, the better. The more... Uh, in specific, the more um, unclear we are or less specific, the more difficult it is to have in a productive environment. So if we give them clear goals and activities, then we're giving them a better opportunity to participate in a way that'll be beneficial for their swimming. Um, again, I think it works. I think it is a productive thing to do. But the delivery, the, the, the practice of it, I'm not as aware of because we haven't done it in our program yet. And, but it is something that we are integrating into our swimming program. So this active play with life jackets is absolutely something that we're going to integrate into the swimming lessons ideas uh, workbook, which is what we're currently working on, is a workbook for swim instructors. So you can train your staff using a workbook. And it'll be an online version. Uh, you can have a digital copy and you can print out as many as you want or you can buy the physical copies uh, through, Amazon, through Amazon and you'll be able to distribute them to your staff uh, on a per person basis if that's what you want. We're integrating this into our program. We're going to use it this summer uh, and we're going to see how it goes and we're going to adapt it and change it and make sure that any of the active floating play actually has a specific skill or goal oriented towards it instead of just letting it be free flowing open swim where nothing is done. Uh, if I was paying $10 or $20 a half hour for a swim lesson and my swim instructor said, okay, let's put on life jackets and float around, I would be pissed. I would not be happy about that because I want to see targeted repetitive swimming instruction. So I want my child to spend those 30 minutes getting expert level feedback so they can attain mastery quicker. I don't want to see them just wasting time without any feedback. 
I want the instructors engaged and providing them tasks and goals designed to get a desired response. And that desired response is forward motion, swimming, horizontal, on the surface, going underwater, swimming. And so that's really the fundamental basis of our program, is making sure that we get our swimmers to go underwater, to move horizontally, and to use their limbs to pull themselves forward. And we use targeted, repetitive actions to elicit that response. Um, and using this active floating play is a targeted action to get at that response. And I think it would work very well. Let me know what you think. Is this something that you would use in your program? Or is there a way that you would let your swimmers put on life jackets on a regular basis and let them play around and move themselves without any specific how to do it interaction other than what to do? Let me know. Send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for your time. We'll talk to you soon.